When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. And Sam, I'm not wearing my BetMGM shirt this morning, which means I was the winner on the BetMGM app last night, not BetMGM. So we'll talk about that maybe a little bit longer. But they do power our show every weekday morning here on A to Z Sports, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, links to the show on our Twitter timeline, segment by segment. And also make sure you hit us up on Instagram and on TikTok for more Titans coverage as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at eight central time. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they always make it happen and help you guys out in all different aspects of your life. Like Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new ride, that's the place you need to make a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or seeing them at Wilson County Hyundai Com, the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. So, Sam, uh, we will not discuss Tennessee Vols basketball until the last two minutes of the show. Uh, I, I, it's not throwing shade day. It's a good news day. Although my good news involves shade as well, but, uh, make sure that you guys can still win with the BetMGM app as the tournament continues tonight in the sweet 16. And then also over the weekend as the elite eight gets going, but Sam, I, you know, actually Monday morning, I believe, uh, when you, me and Zach have our pre-show conversations, about what today's topic is going to be. We were discussing the rumors and then the reports from last Friday about Titan safety, Kevin Byard potentially on the cut block. Right. And that started with, with uh, who was Mike, uh, who was it? Mike Tannenbaum uh, was discussing last week about the Titans asking him to take a pay cut. We went through all that situation on Monday where it did seem like, and multiple reports have confirmed the Titans approached Kevin Byard the all pro safety for a pay cut. And there were rumors a few weeks ago, earlier in the month of March, uh, right after the NFL combine about the Titans, either shopping Derrick Henry, or at least receiving calls about Derrick Henry's availability, the Titans all pro and future hall of fame running back. And there's always been conversation about number 17, right there on your graphic quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, who carries the biggest cap hit on this roster by a long shot. Kevin Byard's cap hits $19 million. Ryan Tannehill's cap hit is $36 million. And I believe uh, Derek Henry's cap hit is roughly 16, right, Sam? Is that correct? That Did I have all three of those cap hits correct uh, from your research off the top of your head? Yeah, um, Tannehill's at 36.6. Uh, Kevin Byard's at 19. And Derek Henry is at 16.3. So, yeah, you were pretty spot on. There. So, after the release of Bud Dupree, these three players have the three biggest cap hits uh, with for the Tennessee Titans. And, and 
that's what makes this interesting because uh, our guys over at uh, football and other F words, the F words pod uh, put this out this morning. I believe Zach Lyons running the account there. The Titans, after signing their crop of free agents, which we'll go to this real quick. These are the five guys the Titans introduced uh, earlier this week as new free agent additions. They also uh, signed Sean Murphy Bunting to a one-year deal on Monday as well. Right, So six free agents have been signed. And now after all the cuts that were made previously, which was about five or six guys too, the Titans now have 7.1 million in cap space. The draft pool for the Titans' six current draft picks is roughly $4.3 million based on those draft rounds and pick slots. Situations unsettled, Aaron Brewer and T.R. Tart that we know, oh man, we got graphics for everything, right? Because we know these two guys were unrestricted or restricted free agents and got second round uh, tenders for $4.3 million each. Those currently are unsigned, so they do not count against the cap as of right now. We know Big Jeff wants a big contract for a bunch of money. And then we get to the, the bottom of this, right? Decisions still looming. Byard, Henry Tannehill, and other situations to monitor. Danico Autry into his 30s and Harold Landry uh, coming off of his contract signing year, but tore his ACL and was unavailable for all of last regular season. So Sam, that puts us in a situation. Rand Carthon has to make more moves in free agency. They didn't touch the wide receiver position outside of bringing back Nick Westbrook-Akine for a one-year deal. And we know NWI at the most needs to be wide receiver four, in my opinion, at least. Uh, And so there's wide receiver needs there. And going with the draft pick and Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips seems very risky of guys under 24 years old that you're having to rely upon, along with Chig, the only real tight end threat on the roster too, right? There's a lot of holes still. The offensive line still has some situations that you don't feel super comfortable with. So free agent moves are still necessary, but as the F words pod puts out, you know, you don't have a lot of cap space, especially when you're having to understand that uh, the, the tenders of Brewer and Tart are going to, at some point count against that cap space too. So there needs to be more subtraction before there can be addition in free agency. So Rand Carthon has to make another move. And I think you would agree free agent wide receiver is something that must be done at some point, but they don't have the cap space to quite do it right now. Well, there's a number of things that need to be done with. uh, Yeah, I agree with you. I think you need a veteran wide receiver for sure. Uh, You still have a need at left guard. You still have a need at tight end with Austin Hooper kind of leaving for the Las Vegas Raiders. Jeff Swain remains a free agent. So you, you maybe that those are three things that you address in the draft, but I agree with you, Austin, like you can't just count on all rookies, especially when you don't have a, uh, a large number of picks to fill these holes. So yeah. And you know, big Jeff, Signing an extension could potentially lower his cap number for this year. But even if you weren't making an addition, the Aaron Brewer and Tier Tart contracts counting against your cap brings you over the cap space. 7.15 in cap space with 5.3 or 4.3 needed for draft picks. That gives you 2.8, give or take, 
left to play with. And uh, those guys are both making more than that. So once they sign those and those go against the cap, you're already over it. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's done a nice job. Rand Carthon has of filling some of the, the holes and patching the roster up with cheap, affordable, underrated free agents as we've been covering. Uh, but the job's not finished. And I don't like, I don't think you have much of an option other than to try and rework some of these veteran deals or, uh, maybe have a cap casualty or two. Maybe, right? And so that brings us to our game because this was a game and a topic that I brought up on Monday before we discussed Kevin Byard. And so the game is a game I think most people are familiar with. The old-fashioned keep one, cut one, trade one. And we're going to focus on the top three cap hits and the biggest three contracts and also probably the biggest three names left on this roster. Keep one, cut one, trade one. A topic guaranteed to piss off Titans fans. Ryan Tannehill, Kevin Byard, Derrick Henry. All three players make a lot of money. All three players, very important. Kevin Byard, Derrick Henry, the heart and souls of this franchise over the last six years, both from that 2016 draft class, I guess seven seasons there. And then Ryan Tannehill, who has been a part uh, and led this team uh, to 36 wins in the regular season since he took over for Marcus Mariota in the middle of the season in 2019. So cut one, keep one, trade one. That is the big topic today, and we will get to the chat, and I'm curious to see how this goes. Jimbo, excuse me, says, it is an easy question. Well, we'll find out how easy it is and what type of uh, continuity or consistency we get across uh, this question. So cut one, keep one, trade one, Tannehill, Byard, Henry. We'll get to all of that in your answers. But first, let me tell you guys, about Farm Bureau health plans. Get better with Farm Bureau health plans. If you're a Tennessean and you don't remember exactly how much you're paying for your health coverage, go check it and then check it. Find that number. Remember that number. Then reach out to Farm Bureau health plans by going to fbhp.com slash ATOZ and see how Farm Bureau health plans can help you save money. And not just save money just to save money, but save money and get better coverage for that better rate. Zach Bingham did that over a year ago. Jack Gentry has done that of A to Z Sports as well and become part of the Farm Bureau Health Plans family uh, and plan on them. They've been helping Tennesseans for now over 75 years with your health, dental, and vision. And it's super easy to join Farm Bureau Health Plans. Again, just check them out, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. They have resources for you. If you're a young adult trying to figure out what that and navigate the health plan world and the health coverage world, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you with that educational process to make you feel comfortable about it because it can absolutely be overwhelming. So check them out, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Uh, It's still March. Uh, Some of the March matchups are still going on, as Austin teased last night. Well, we've got another slate coming tonight, and right now you need to get with BetMGM if you haven't already. Uh, Use the code ATOZ1000 when signing up. That's ATOZ1000 on the BetMGM app during March matchups and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet on the tournament misses. So if there's a game tonight that you're liking, uh, maybe there's a game tomorrow. Maybe you're back in the FAU Owls. Maybe you're against the FAU Owls because they took out Tennessee. Find a game. Find a team that you feel strongly about 
place that bet with BetMGM and make sure you use that code. That's ATOZ1000 because you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it doesn't hit. That's why they are the king of sports books and the go-to throughout the entire tournament season. That's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. Okay, Austin, going to the chat. Okay. Because it's loaded, right? They said it was easy. They said it was easy. (laughs) So we're going to find out how easy it is. It was keep one, cut one, trade one. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Kevin Byard. So here we go now. Deshaun Washington says keep Derrick Henry, trade Kevin Byard, cut Ryan Tannehill. Troy says Bayard has the best trade value. We're going to get into that, Troy. That'll be kind of the detailed breakdown after uh, the game of what each one of them might be worth on the trade market. But uh, Troy certainly thinks Bayard has the most trade value. Uh, Jimmy says, keep Henry. Well, what about the other two? It's uh, three answers. Three Three answers. Yeah. So Kyle says. And like normally we don't ask three part questions or three answer questions, but I think everybody understands the game we're playing. Uh, you know, keep cut trade, whatever it feels like. So yeah, give us all three. Don't just give us the one. All right. Keep Byard, cut Ryan Tannehill, trade Derek Henry, keep Byard, trade Henry, cut Tannehill, says Mark. Uh Tall Texan says to trade Derek Henry. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got Tighten Up says cut Tannehill, trade Byard, keep Henry. We have Jarrett says cut Byard, trade Henry, keep Tannehill. Uh, honky tonk says Bayard is the youngest. So you keep him. I mean, you know, there's something to that. There's also is Bayard the like, youngest. I mean, I know he and Derek Henry were literally drafted in both 2016, but I, I uh, Bayard is Henry's the youngest by years. Henry's 29. Bayard is 30. And then Tannehill is 35. So Henry's the youngest by age but in terms of you know he's also a running back so that yeah well but you know but also the in on the on the pro derrick henry side of this thing he did not have a lot of tread on his tires his first couple of years at alabama right so that saved him he did not have a lot of carries his first really two and a half years in the nfl with the titans so while while derrick henry is 29 and he turns 30 uh in like January 3rd or 4th of 2024. So he will be 29 years old up until week 18 of this upcoming season. I don't feel like he's as old as example, Ezekiel Elliott, same draft. Well, class. Well, I was going to say that too, but I, th- I think the counterpoint to that is in the last three years or four years or whatever, right? Like Derrick Henry has had, been more used more than any other back uh, sure but he so. also broke his foot so and he missed nine games of a lot of carries so does that actually help him on the back end of that longevity like with a longevity uh yeah maybe yeah so okay let's keep going here because we got uh keep Bayard, cut Tannehill, trade henry from uh jarek uh let's see we have trade Bayard. Uh, and Tannehill extend Henry says Ty he's not even playing the game at all nasty Nate says cut Tannehill trade Henry keep Bayard commander says keep Bayard trade Henry cut Tannehill Adams cutting Tannehill trading Bayard keeping Henry uh let's see Troy says Tannehill's a cut and you're keeping Henry Jason says trade Tannehill cut Bayard keep Henry Xavier says uh, cut Tannehill, keep Bayard, trade Henry. I think that's the most common one. Yeah. Right? So, Is that not keep Bayard, trade Henry, cut Tannehill? Uh, Pistol Ramsey says keep Henry, cut Tannehill, and trade Bayard. So 
uh, I feel like we got a good a good variety here. Uh, right. But, you know, could go either way. So, once again, these are the three. Get your comment in if you haven't already. It is Ryan Tannehill, Kevin Byer, Derrick Henry, three of the Titans' absolute uh, best players, but also three of their more expensive players, cutting one, keeping one, trading one if you're Rand Carthon needing to create cap space. Yeah, and again, we, we mentioned the Titans have $7.1 million of cap space, but, you know, 4.3 of that needs to go to their – draft class. Uh, and so not a lot of room to play with. So if Frank Carthon wants to make more moves in free agency, which we all agree he needs to, they've got to do some subtraction first. So I guess Sam, I'll start right on, on our end. We've got a lot of comments and big 10, Jeff, we are not ignoring your comments. We just have a lot of comments because this is something uh, that I think a lot of fans watching this are, are passionate about. So I think you have to keep Kevin Byard. I think Kevin Byard is my obvious, obvious keep. He's got, in my opinion, the most great football ahead of him. Um, and I I think if you're going to move on from two of the three guys in this conversation, which that's what it is, right? You keep one and the other two are gone. Just cut or trade. What do you get back? I think keeping Kevin Byard makes sense because if you're going to move on from Derrick Henry – then you also might as well move on from Ryan Tannehill. If you're moving on from Ryan Tannehill, I don't think you have to move on from Derrick Henry. But I do think if you're going to get rid of one of the offensive guys, you might as well just flip the entire offensive philosophy as a whole. So I'm keeping Kevin Byard. That makes the most sense to me. Uh, I also know that Kevin Byard moving on from him doesn't help you as much financially against the cap as the other two guys, because we've talked about this. If you cut uh, or trade Kevin Byard, then you're really only saving. um, You're only saving like five point something million dollars. Derek Henry is kind of along the same way, although you can, you know, save a little bit more with Derek Henry. If you move him pre June 1st, you save more on Byard if you move him post June 1st, but I am keeping Kevin Byard. And Sam, this is where I think it gets interesting. We'll talk about value later on. Who has more trade value? The running back, who is by far the better player and the more effective player for the position they play. But he's a running back. He's 29 on his way to turning 30. And we all know what the running back position doesn't represent when it comes to championship rings. Then you've got the quarterback, who is under a lot of fire. He has a big contract, but also... His contract is really not that bad considering other quarterback contracts around the league. So where is the better trade value? And so I say you keep Kevin Byard, you cut Ryan Tannehill, and you trade Derrick Henry. I also think that there's a little bit of ethics or just PR the way you go about this. I think if the Titans cut Derrick Henry, the fan base explodes. If the Titans trade Derrick Henry, I think there's more understanding of the move. If the Titans cut Tannehill or trade Tannehill, I think there's understanding of the move. But a firestorm would happen if the Titans just flat out cut Derrick Henry and get nothing back from him. So that is my final answer here. Cut, trade, or keep. I say keep Bayard, 
cut Tannehill and trade Derrick Henry. Sam, I want to get your opinions uh, first, but people do say this. Uh, Jared says, wrong, Austin. Henry is the face of the franchise. You trade Bayard, cut Ryan Tannehill, and keep Derrick Henry. Um, I'll say uh, somebody else. Uh, Dustin says, wrong. Tannehill is worth more in a trade. Probably sure. Rambo says, Bayard is overrated. I don't think so. Uh, and then Scott, Scout Edwards says, you can get more for Tannehill, right? Maybe. We'll talk about the trade value here in a second. Uh, so uh, I'm going to get, uh, Sam, I want your opinion here, though, uh, with this. Do you cut, keep, trade, Bayard, Tannehill, Henry? What do you say? Uh, so I think you were on with Kevin Byard. I think he is the obvious keep in this situation uh, of the three. I feel like he is the best at his position right now and has the best future of football ahead of him. I, I, I have a lot of confidence. Kevin Byard can play four more years of elite football and he's still one of the top three safeties in the game uh Kevin Byard or uh, sorry Derrick Henry is one of the better running backs but we all know the shelf life of running backs how quickly that wall can come um and I, I think Kevin Byard is also the least replaceable uh compared to somebody like Derrick Henry who we have a very deep running back draft class coming up in front of us and a very good running back draft class we have kind of seen the narrative starting to shift in the NFL over the last maybe three or four years of saying, well, hey, you can get really good running backs in round three or round four that develop into like. I mean, Derrick Henry was a second round draft pick and he's in, developed into in a his own paper, right, right? right. Now that's yeah, not going to, you, you can't repeat Derrick Henry because that just doesn't happen, but you're right over that. You're overall. Yeah. Right. I mean, occasionally there's a Bijan Robinson of this class, right. Who you already know is going to be like check thousand yards incredible playmaker game changer for an offense those guys usually go in the first round to a running back needy team but uh, there are a lot of backs in the third and fourth round that become thousand yard guys and just regular contributors to an offense so in, in terms of the replaceability of derrick henry a guy in derrick henry's caliber and his level no i mean he's a hall of famer and a generational talent for a reason but you can be, get good production out of the running back position much easier uh, then you can safety given what Kevin Byard has been able to do for that secondary. So uh, that is why I keep him. And then uh, where I disagree with you is I think the trade is to trade Ryan Tannehill uh, and cut Derrick Henry. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill has more trade value than anybody else because he is the quarterback. Uh, he is the guy that teams are willing to give up the second round pick four or two multiple picks for because he's a quarterback and it's the most important position. So you do that before the draft, uh, you can clear $27 million by uh, trading Ryan what? Tannehill. Is that, is that before the draft though? Before the uh, draft? Well, actually maybe not. So maybe it's not before the draft, but yeah. maybe it's uh, a late, a late after June. Yeah. Cause you'd have to wait till after June 1st. So you wait till post June. I think you, tr if you can find a trade partner for Ryan Tannehill at that point in time, or a team that maybe didn't get their QB uh, in the draft, maybe didn't get Lamar Jackson. Um, maybe didn't get Aaron Rodgers, depending on what happens with that whole situation. If you can find a trade partner for Ryan Tannehill, you can 
clear $27 million against the cap by doing that. And then, yeah, you get more money uh, by cutting Derrick Henry than you would by cutting Kevin Byard, unless Byard's designated as post June one as well. But I think that's what makes the most sense to me is getting over $33 million for uh, both Tannehill and Henry being gone, retaining Byard, having a potential draft pick to uh, fix um, running back. And then you're looking at $40 million and almost over $30 million in cap space to either get a quarterback or fill some of the other needs. So I think there's uh, obviously we're playing this game, you know, cut, keep trade. This is not the reality as of right now, but I do think we understand that it's a, it is a low probability that all three of these players are on the Titans in 2023. I think that's where I'm at. And so, um, again, I say keep, we both say keep Bayard. I say, <clears throat> excuse me, cut Tannehill and trade Derrick Henry. Now here's the different level of my opinion on this is I don't think you're trading Ryan Tannehill pre-draft. I think if you're trading one of these guys, you're probably trading Derrick Henry pre-draft. Because I, I would agree with that, 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 that he would be the one to go pre-draft. Yeah. And, and that's where I think the extra value is, is that you can't trade Ryan Tannehill pre-draft because quarterbacks are still hoping, Hey, you know, we can get one of these three or four quarterbacks in the top 10 and not have to trade for a Ryan Tannehill or the Aaron Rodgers thing's still out there, Lamar Jackson, whatever. Right. And so I think that's where you're holding on to Tannehill till post-draft. Derrick Henry is a pre-draft trade or a draft week, draft day type trade where you automatically acquire that draft capital to use now. And that is where I look at the Titans with just six draft picks and a lot of holes to fill with not a lot of cap space to do it as well in needing draft capital this year to start this rebuild. And Derrick Henry, I think, is your best option of the three to trade him pre-draft to go save yourself some money, get draft picks. And you're going to find a team that thinks that Derrick Henry can help them win their conference, win their division and be a Super Bowl contender as a part of their offense. Maybe not be, you know, Derrick Henry, 25, 30 carries part of their offense, but be that next step, you know, with the Buffalo bills have been, you know, the sexy trade partner for Derrick Henry and the Titans all all month, right? So that's where I think it's it's you're your trading Derrick Henry for this draft. Ryan Tannehill is more likely, and I talked about this on Wednesday when we talked about Lamar Jackson, is that I think the Titans should absolutely be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes after the draft, not before the draft, after the draft. And the Titans can then maybe see what Lamar, if you trade Derrick Henry and pre-draft. Well, and the... Outside of this, and I'm sure that you probably brought this up, but the other reason the Titans should be involved after the draft is the draft pick, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You don't, yeah, yeah. So you can see the money, yeah. like you probably get a better deal the longer it drags out, but then you also give up less of a draft pick. So I don't expect Lamar to go before the draft. Like it benefits him to drag it out as long as possible because certain teams like the Titans. Uh, benefit from not losing their number 11 overall pick and potentially it being in the 20s. So going off of that, though, there, there was a comment up here that I'm trying to to scroll up and find that basically said we can't off we can't 
give our scenarios unless we're offering solutions to it. But I think that's a solution right there. So, so because, right. So let's play my scenario where you are trading Ryan Tannehill after June 1st. Maybe he's in the Baltimore trade. Maybe he's the one that goes to Baltimore with, uh, I I guess that. If if Lamar Jackson goes somewhere other than Baltimore, Baltimore needs a quarterback. Right. So they need it. They need a quarterback, right? Maybe it's the jets. Maybe it's uh, Atlanta. There's a number of teams that I think could be at play for a veteran. And we have seen, by the way, teams give up third or fourth round picks for a backup before. So it's not, uh, not, you know, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill was given up for a fourth round pick to be a backup insurance policy. Right. So maybe, maybe the Titans can get a future third or a future second for Ryan Tannehill. Whatever it is, you move on from Tannehill, that'll save you $27 million against the cap in 2023. You hold on to Kevin Byard. You uh, potentially cut Derrick Henry in my scenario, at least, which I think you would have to do after June 1st as well. Give him a post-June 1 designation, which saves $11 million in 2023. And so now you are looking at $38 million in cap space created, with a hole at running back and a hole at quarterback, I think you can address running back in the draft in day two of the draft, partner that guy with Hassan Haskins and find production out of your running game. And you have money to play in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes if that's what they choose to do. So I think there's an avenue there where you can clear a lot of money and it's not like you are mortgaging your future even Austin because yeah. Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are off the books next year anyway this is just kind of getting a jump start getting a head start on the money that you can create to then make something happen with this roster so there's another uh nuanced aspect to this too that you know cap space is important we understand that I- I've got something else that I want to bring up that I think plays an interesting role in the conversation we're having about the Titans needing to subtract dollars and cap space from the current roster to go fix this team and fix this roster the way Rand Carthon wants to get to. I'll get to that. The hidden, the hidden nuance of this conversation that I don't think we've talked about yet this off season enough because it really didn't light bulb go off for me until a couple of days ago, but Sam first tell everybody about uh, Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, you have to make them a part of your car buying experience uh, and your car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go for your new ride this year. You can get 0% APR for 48 months uh, on 2023 Santa Fe, Sonata, or Tucson. Painbone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through the financing process, assisting with buying or trading in your vehicle. Forget those Nashville, those downtown Nashville prices. They're in Lebanon. So you can go out to Lebanon and see friends at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Also with BetMGM, you guys can win some money like I did last night. The ball's lost. But I didn't. I won on BetMGM. You like to fade yourself on BetMGM. I'll talk about the emotional hedge perfection that I pulled off last night, but that'll be uh, later on in the show. But with with BetMGM, you guys can continue to win this March. The tournament is just getting spicier 
each and every night with top-tier games and incredible performances uh, by college athletes uh, on these tournament floors. Uh, but you can win with BetMGM by using this code, ATOZ1000. That's ATOZ1000, uh, which gets you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet on March matchups misses. So that's a great way to take advantage of that. So do that with code ATOZ1000 and your first bet on March matchups, you can get up to $1,000 back if it misses. So you download the app, you sign up, use our code ATOZ1000. Your first bet has to be on March matchups. And then that you can get back up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If it misses, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligible requirements. Rewards issued at first online, real money wager only. Rewards issued at knowledge of bonus bets. Bonus bets inspire seven days. And for public game of sport, call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. Sam, can you please reset the conversation for me uh, before I dive in and tell us about the hidden storyline about the Titans' financial situation here? Yeah, so I'm we're we're playing the game, right? It, and I do have to clarify because I saw a comment that said Sam knock it off with the comments about cutting Derrick Henry. I don't want the Titans to cut Derrick Henry. I don't think they should. But in the context of this game, which is keep cut trade Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Kevin Byard, I think that might be the smartest option. There's an argument you save the most money by trading Ryan Tannehill and cutting Kevin Byard post June 1st. For me, it comes down to the replacement level of you can replace Derrick Henry easier than you can replace the production of Kevin Byard and Ryan Tannehill. But Austin, that is the conversation. Mm -hmm. What should the Titans do if you were forced to? Because Rand Carthon is forced to make some sort of move somewhere on this roster, right? Here's the cap situation. That you got 2.8 million, give or take, to work with. He might be forced to make some sort of move. Cut, keep, trade. That's right. what we're dealing with. So my answer was keep Bayard. Uh, I said cut Tannehill likely after the draft and trade Derrick Henry for the draft slash yeah. before the draft uh, for that. So here I think is the hidden storyline of the entire conversation because cap space is important and the Titans are up against it because they have a lot of dead cap money. Here's also what we're not really thinking about. Cash. Cash is important because the Tennessee Titans can save cap space by extending Jeffrey Simmons, but they have to have the flat-out cash to extend Jeffrey Simmons and pay him all of his signing bonus. Signing bonuses are due in the players' bank accounts 21 days after the contract is signed. So they have to be able to pay that cash and so if you look at these three guys, their cash this year for Kevin Byard is 14.1. The cash for Ryan Tannehill is $27 million. And the cash for Derrick Henry is $10.5 million. Now, if you look at Jeffrey Simmons' contract, mm -hmm. you could probably pay all of Jeffrey Simmons' bonus or uh, signing bonus and have that guaranteed money set aside with the cash you could save with moving Tannehill and moving one of the other guys, Bayard or Derek Henry. And so I think cash is very important here because the Titans need the cash to be able to extend uh, Simmons to help the cap. If they want to go get Lamar Jackson, 
they would need the cash to be able to extend Lamar Jackson and sign him to that. Orlando says, so Amy is broke. No, she's not broke. Uh, she's just not super rich uh, with NFL owners. So I think that is the interesting, it's the cash available that we're talking about here. So what do you think about that aspect of the storyline? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that is the thing that's obviously not discussed on the surface level is the cash, as you mentioned, and the extensions, as you mentioned, and how you can get some cap, uh, you know, leeway from the cap and get away from the cap by maybe it's a restructure. Maybe it's an extension for Jeff Simmons and your ability to lower that number. I think that might be the goal, right? Like we, they went to Kevin Byard and asked him to take a pay cut. So I, I, you get, I get the sense at least that ran it and the Titans are kind of looking for a way to create additional cap space to continue their patchwork without having to move away from somebody that creates another hole. Mm -hmm. um, now, how possible is that, right? Like you, you could restructure Harold Landry, but a Harold Landry, I don't know how uh, motivated he is to make something like that happen. And like you said, you have to have the cash, same thing with Jeffrey Simmons. So um, I, I, I think that's certainly a factor because the, the problem with this situation, Austin is, what we what I just said, right? It, creating another hole to get money to fix an, a different hole doesn't make a ton of sense, but you don't necessarily have the money to do it all right now, which is why the Titans are confusing me a little bit. Like they're not in a spot where they can just go in on this year because they haven't done anything with the wide receiving core. They're missing offensive line starters still. And a lot of offensive line depth. They don't have a ton of draft picks. They have a, like not very many draft picks compared to some other teams in the league in terms of like their ability to fill those holes via the draft. So if you're doing this like in on this year strategy, which is what they've done in free agency, you, uh, where is that money coming from? Is it, but if you're moving on from Ryan Tannehill, are you even going to be competitive this year? It, it's very, very like, yeah, in the middle here. Uh, and like you said, there's just like a lot of nuance to the different areas and like directions they can go. Yeah, because you're right. And, and both of us are moving on from Tannehill, whether trade or cut, I say cut. You, you need a trade. quarterback in that situation, right? And unless you're doing the full rebuild, in which case, what does it matter? Go move on from all of these guys. So like, if, yeah, if, I, I, still, I, I think the reason why I don't think you move on from all three is because I think Kevin Byard has a ton of value in a rebuild process. I, I would, I would agree. So yeah, I think that makes sense. But like, I guess the point of it, right. The point of this conversation is what we just said, which is you don't have cap space to fill necessary needs and you need to create cap space. Well, are those needs necessary? If you're, if you don't have a quarterback and you don't have Derrick Henry and you're not fielding your a roster, like then you might yeah. be okay with just going with younger guys to, in different spots i don't know but like right. that is part of like the really crazy convoluted offseason that is the tennessee titans right now and unfortunately we might not get answers to immediately because sure. this might not come until the middle of june or or the draft i, I think there's something on the horizon there'll be uh, direction when you get to yeah, the draft yeah yeah I, you know so i'm i'm uh, keeping my head on a swivel 
uh, draft week when it comes to some of the Titans' bigger names. Nathaniel gives some lunch money here. He says, cut Tannehill post-June 1st, trade Henry for draft capital, keep Byard. I think that signed Kareem Hunt, and trade for Jackson. Uh, I guess that would be Lamar Jackson. You wouldn't, I mean, I guess if you want to call it a, a sign and trade because you're having to give up two first-round draft yeah. picks with the offer. I, so that's what Nathaniel says. Uh, Ryan Fields gives some more lunch money. He says, trade Big Jeff, save money, and get picks back. I, I think that is an option. I, again, I, I think... Uh, that's I, an option in the full rebuild yeah, version I, I don't, of this. Yeah, I, I would like to avoid that option because the Titans still need to sell tickets. And that kind of brings me to Carroll's uh, comment. It says, I will no longer support the Titans if they trade Derrick Henry. As one of the founders of this team... Uh, I will watch as one of the founders of this team, Carol Renee Jordan Williams. Did you found the Titans? Uh, but I will wash my hands of this team. They always get rid of the face of the friend, uh, the face of the team, like back in the day with Eddie and Steve. Well, Carol, I think this is something that we have to recognize. Look at the entire NFL. The entire NFL does this. Who is the last player that is a Hall of Fame level player? who started and ended their, their career with the same team. I mean, like the first guy that comes to my mind is kind of Ben Roethlisberger. And, and is he, I think I he's guess. a Hall of Famer eventually. It's almost a little different with a quarterback too. Yeah, Big Ben's but even Hall think of, of, think of quarterbacks though. Joe Montana didn't finish. Well, no, right. Game. Well, eventually. But I mean, these guys are like In late, their 30s? I mean, late thirties. I mean, Tom, Br- like- Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, like these are guys that made the transition late, late, late. Um, which does happen. Right. Far as you I said, mean, you I- go like all of like all of, uh, all of these guys, you know? Yeah. I I'm having a hard time thinking. Emmett of one. Smith played Larry for the Fitzgerald, Arizona Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald's a very good one of a hall of fame caliber skill position player too that spent his entire career with one team that's it that's the a really point good is one. the point is it's rare no it's it, and that's yeah. the league right like there's always yes. going unless you are on one of those very unique new england patriots teams that you know is a contender year after year after year after year you know there are ups and downs to this thing and when you're on sure, the downs yeah money are, is like is disposable. <laughs> there are absolutely examples of this, like Larry Fitzgerald and Ray Lewis, and you know Barry Sanders retired young. He doesn't count, right? But Eli like, Manning—that's a good Eli one. Manning. Yeah, but again, it got ugly, right? Like it doesn't ever end pretty. It never yeah. ends pretty. He he retired a giant after being out like benched like in two straight years <laughs> with the Giants, yeah. and it was, and, and everybody loved him, but they're like, hey man, it. It's time. <laughs> we gotta yeah, and, be and, honest with ourselves here, right? And it's and not, so and that's go ahead. But I, I mean, I was just saying it's not. Uh, it's not baseball. It's not the baseball contracts. You sign a guy to a ten-year contract in baseball. It's all guaranteed. You're paying him that no matter like regard. If you cut him, you're still paying him for ten years and all that money. So teams are more inclined to uh, keep guys longer term. A lot of guys stay with teams for their entire careers or for a majority of their careers, because those contracts are guaranteed. But when you can kind of just get your hands free of like big money, yeah, it, it happens more often than you'd think. And yeah, other teams are always looking for those veterans that can give them value late in their careers. Sure. So uh, I do think that's interesting. And so, you know, look, I, players move teams late in their careers. It, it's happened 
with, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Joe Montana did it. Joe Namath did it. You know, you've got Brett Favre and you've got all the recent ones who have done it too. And yes, there are the Jerome Bettises. Yes, there are other players that, you know, there is Bruce Matthews, right? Who was, is an outlier for the organization because Keith Bullock did it, right? Name a, a guy who ha- who didn't finish his career with the Tennessee Titans. Jarrell Casey gets moved because that's how the business works of the NFL, not just a Titans problem. So it is a, a, a NFL wide thing. So don't, don't hate and point fingers at the Titans for doing this when that's what everybody is doing. And Malachi brings up Steve Young. Well, Steve Young had to retire because of concussions. Like there are other situations that go into that, that we're not remembering overall. So Sam, let's yeah, get back. I mean, on. But, but, yeah. But like, again, you say she said it with Derrick Henry. Do you think Minnesota Vikings fans were happy or ever thought Adrian Peterson would wear another uniform? No, probably and not. And he ended up having good seasons for a couple other teams occasionally, like Washington had a big year there at least once, hopped around to you know, New Orleans, Tennessee, uh, where else? I mean, he was everywhere. Detroit, he was there for a bit. So when it comes to the running back position too, you can be a legend of a franchise. It doesn't mean that you're going to stay there forever. Ezekiel Elliott's finding a new team right now. And he it has been the identity of the Dallas Cowboys and one of the faces of the Dallas Cowboys for the last seven years, but no, yeah, he's going to, he's probably going to be the running back for the jets. So. And Patricia says the Titans have a bad history of, of doing more of this often though. Well, Nick, I no, I just think that we, everybody watching right now are just more in tune with what the Titans are doing. And you know, you brought up the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, Emmett Smith, like, the yeah. Cowboys moved on from Emmett Smith because yeah. it was the right thing to do. And he was the NFL's leading rusher of all time. It, like Good That's point. just what happens. And so we pay more attention to the Titans because that's where we are right now, but it happens everywhere and every team does it. Yeah. I'm not yeah, trying to like, that's the, re- that's the reality. And it, and it sucks. Like it, it hurts. Watching, seeing Derrick Henry in a Bills uniform, it will not be fun if it happens. Like, I, I don't want to do that in the same way you don't. But the Rand Colts Carthon, move Rand, on from Peyton Manning. Like Rand Carthon can't afford to think like that. He can't afford to yeah. think, well, I don't want to watch Derrick run for the Bills. He has to think, what's best for my football team three years down the line? How do I build a Super Bowl contender by the time the new stadium comes to town in 2026? That is what Rand Carthon has to make his decisions based on. Yep. All right. It is eSports here live on the show. Uh, Let's get to this, uh, Sam. So when we talk about trade values, I guess we'll start with Kevin Byard because we both have the Titans keeping them in this game that we're playing. What do you think Kevin Byard's trade value is on the open market? I think you can get a day two pick. Uh, probably like, I think that's the asking price and you could probably get it. The only spot where I think you could lose a little bit of leverage and maybe get two later picks is if a team gets the sense that you are desperate to move Bayard and going to cut him in June anyway, they are less likely to, mm-hmm. uh, trade for him because you might, they might be able to sign him in June for less money. So like, why, why, why give up the picks now when you could sign him for less money in June um, and still keep your own draft picks? But I think the ask is probably a day two pick. 
and on the low end, he probably gets you a four and a five or a four and a six or, or, or something in that range. Really good player, but not a premium position. Uh, and he's making a lot of money. So I think that hurts him. Yeah, and Honky Tonk says not worth it, keep KB. And I think Sam and I, I would agree. agree on uh, that. Yeah, That's why but, I don't have them trading him or moving on from him. If it's a third-round pick for Kevin Byard or a second-round pick even, uh, I'd rather have Kevin Byard. Yeah, and um, Mr. Cloud says Byard has the highest value, a second and something else. Henry would be a low day two. Tannehill's difficult depending on the team trading for him. Well, yeah, but you've got positional value there where yeah. Byard and Henry don't have that on their side, and Tannehill does. I think if you were getting a second and something else for Bayard, it would be done personally. Uh, it's hard right, to say. It's hard. Happen. It's hard to estimate. I, I think if that was an offer that they had, and that was realistically what they could get, that they would have already made the deal or would make that deal. I don't see that happening um, because of what I said, the leverage is different knowing, Hey, Tennessee's either got to eat this money they have to trade him or they're going to cut him June 1st anyways. And we can mm -hmm. scoop him up for half the price and not give up picks. I don't see a team giving up a second and then some, especially like look at what some of these guys go for when they're on deals like this. Brandon cooks was a, a fifth and a sixth or a six and a seven or something. And he's a really Five good receiver, yeah. but it's, you know, it's a big contract and it's an, an older guy. So that's kind of the, uh, the reality. Right. Um, another. All right. So we've gone through Kevin Byard. I, I think the ask is a three. I think it's likely to get a four and uh, a, a five the following year or something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think what about five? Yeah. What about Derrick Henry? What's Derrick Henry's trade value? I'd be surprised if they got more than a four, to be honest. I mean, it's one year on the deal and it's a big mm -hmm. cap hit. Um, which is why I think there's an argument that you don't do this with Derek either, right? Like Derek Henry, the face of your franchise and, you know, a future hall of famer who is still very much a very good running back for a fourth round pick. If that's really like what the realistic like offers on the table are, maybe there's a bidding war that gets you up to a third, but you're not getting a first rounder. You're not getting a second rounder. Um, it's going to be an, if that's what Titans fans are expecting, they're going to be underwhelmed, which is why I have been in the don't trade Henry camp. As long as you are trying to remain competitive this year. Uh, I think that's just a bad look for what you'd be getting in return. But uh, yeah. yeah. Donald says, Christian McCaffrey got a second and a bunch of day three picks. I think, I think Derek Henry would get multiple picks. I would say it would probably be a, a, a hot, you know, a third or a fourth at the highest, and then maybe kind of similar to Byard. Honestly, I, I think Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard has have similar trade value because of their ages, their positions, and uh, you know what all goes into that. So that's that's kind of my thought. Now, what do you think about Ryan Tannehill? What because you have the Titans trading Ryan Tannehill in our game. What do you have Ryan Tannehill's trade value as? I think you can get a two for Ryan Tannehill and something else. Like I would not be surprised if, if a team got desperate, if a team like uh, the jets, right. If it falls through with Aaron Rodgers, or a team is looking for a placehold starter while they uh, kind of work out a young guy and develop a young guy, I could see you getting a two and like a, a, a five next year something like that like I, I could see the a second rounder I think is probably the best pick of the bunch comes from Tannehill uh, because teams pay for quarterbacks we know this they overpay for them sometimes uh, that would not be a huge shock to me and if you're looking for immediate help 
or even uh, a veteran presence, Ryan Tannehill's better than anything that the second round of the draft can offer you. He said he's a lot cheaper. Now you have to look at the teams that would be willing to, uh, you know, want to bring on. You might, you might have to take some of the contract to get that, but I do think the, uh, I think the pay, I, I think his value for a quarterback is more than the other two for, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I think my last thought on the Tannehill thing is who are these teams? And in my opinion, it's probably post draft to know who these teams are. And I, I have two in mind that I feel like would get desperate. I had two hold, that came to mind too. Who are uh, and I'm going to hold because we're, we're going to talk next week about that. I, I okay. think, you know, a couple trade partners, potential trade partners for Ryan Tannehill that we can do um, early next week uh, as we bridge the gap into draft month. Jimbo says, if you get a de- second, it's the best deal of all time. I, I think you'd be surprised what quarterbacks can get when a team gets desperate. Like yeah. straight. I watched, we know my Chicago bears connection. I watched the bears give up a four for Nick Foles when they already had a starter. So, and as you mentioned, the Titans had a starter and traded for Ryan Tannehill when Ryan Tannehill was a reclamation project at the time. He was not a proven starting quarterback, which he is now in Tennessee. Um, and they give up a fourth rounder for him then. So I don't think it's unrealistic to think you can get a number two from somebody. I certainly think that that is your, your asking price price. And you might be able to squeeze another later pick out of them somewhere too. All right, so that'll wrap up our game. I think, uh, did we make enough people mad with our keep, cut, and trade? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) I mean, we had one person who claims to be a founder of the team uh, would say they would wash their hands of the Titans if they cut uh, Derrick Henry. So I think we've we've ruffled a little feather, made some skin crawl uh, on this Friday morning. But again, we have to clarify: it's a game. I'm. It's a game. I'm not saying they should take cut Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry should be on the Titans in 2023. I do. I think that's where if if you're trying to win, he needs to be on your roster. But if you are looking for a mandatory move to create cap space, I think it makes more sense than moving on from Kevin Byard. Edward says, uh, yeah, no, I didn't like this game. (laughs) And Jerome says, everyone watching right now is clearly bothered. Yeah. (laughs) So look, look, okay, let's flip it, right? Let's end with good news. It's been a stressful we need show it. We need for it. Titans fans. 56 minutes of cutting or trading Kevin Byard and Derrick Henry. And so let's end it with good news here on this Friday morning. So ain't that good news? Share your good news with us, and we'll share it uh, with you guys uh, here in a little bit. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get health, or whenever you get hurt in life, you have to go find out how to get healthy. And the Bone and Joint Institute can absolutely do that for you with all of their specialists they have right there in Franklin who can manage and help you with any type of injury you could possibly think of. And also the facilities to get it done and do it in a convenient way for you. So once again, check them out, boneandjointtn.org. All right, let's talk BetMGM, the king of sports books. It is still March, and the March matchups are going on. If you sign up with BetMGM using the code ATOZ1000, that's ATOZ1000 on the BetMGM app, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet on the tournament doesn't hit. So we still have uh, some 
we're at 12 teams remaining 12 teams remaining that's right or, or, that's right is that right i, yeah. I don't know yeah after 12 teams remaining right now we will be at eight after today we will be at four uh by sunday night and by the time this next show rolls monday morning so make sure you're getting your picks in make sure you're getting your bets in. that's a to z atoz 1000 on the bet mgm app up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't hit uh, that's why they're the king of sports books. Austin, your good news has to do with BetMGM. Am I wrong? No? Here we go. Ah, yes. Ain't that good news to send us to the weekend. So does my good news involved, involve uh, my BetMGM situation? Uh, Jason, real quick, says, Austin, original PSL owners were called founders. Stupid, yes, but facts all the same. I agree, Jason. That's a very stupid <laughs> term to use for a PSL owner, not a founder. A founder, and you know, thank you for clearing that hey, up. If I'm a um, PSL owner, I like it though. I, I'm dropping that all the yeah, time. It's like, uh, do you know? Do you know, that, do you know I'm a founder? That's hey, just. I, I, that's I don't just, know. If you- I don't know if you heard, but I'm a founder. I'm a founder. I'm dropping that as often as possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Big Ten Jeff says, good news. The Vols lost, and now their fans are eating crow. I don't know what you like, – who's – like what Vol fans are eating well, crow? You know, I will say I'm not, you know, too uh, tuned. I didn't watch too much of the Tennessee-Duke game because I was salty because I was riding the Blue Devils pretty heavily this March. But uh, – I did see the video of that dude like just straight up body checking the guy in FAU out of nowhere, just dirty play to knock him on the ground. And like, it, it was a tackle. It was, it was pretty atrocious. So yeah, maybe Euros that's what he's about does because... some stupid things, but Vol fans are not eating crow. Like Jeff, like Tennessee Vol fans have been so fence riding this team uh, the entire season. And, you know, whether they overachieved or met expectations or anything, you know, I don't, that's not they, the they exceeded my expectations. They exceeded my I thought they were not not long for this tournament. And uh playing yeah. in the second weekend is really all you can ask for uh, out of a team. Like, I mean, if you have the history, if, if you're not a regular national title contender, which uh Tennessee is not, you just want to make the second weekend and, and see what happens from there. Like, you know, keep stacking tournament wins, something that I haven't been able to do the last three years, but uh, we uh, we talk about this though. It's like if you just gave me a Sweet Sixteen appearance, I'd be so happy. So I, Vols fans have nothing to to hang their head about, right? Like I mean, yeah. this is I think it was a given the fact that there's no Zakai Ziegler overall, yeah. a pretty positive tournament experience. Yeah, you, you beat Duke, and Drew says eating crow without point guard and a team that can't throw a Cheerio in a milk bowl. Uh, and then Jeff says, Austin, uh, Zach Reagan and Charlie Burris, who host the Big Orange podcast, they'll have a reaction uh, episode out later today, called Duke fans soft for complaining about refs. Then last night they complained about the refs. And the both things were true, though. Like there were there were uh... spots in that game. There were spots in that game last night that the refs I thought fed into the narrative for the last five days about Tennessee. Were the refs the reason why the Vols lost the game? Hell no. Absolutely well, freaking Yeah, nuts. so I think that's his point, though. Like, there's always going to be poor officiating, and unless it's a really tight game where, like, there's a big call, like, I will say FAU shouldn't be playing because Memphis beat them in the first game. Like, Memphis won that game, and 
Am I salty because I, uh, you know, was on BetMGM riding Memphis? Yes, but that was an official directly costing a team a game and putting FAU into the second round. And now here they are still dancing to the round of eight. But right. that, I can see where I can see that where it's like, hey, if you're going to call out another fan base for being like, oh, the refs, you can't do it when you lose. I'm just saying. No, and, and, and like, to... look, you can look at and here's my and this is not made for shade, but here's my problem is when. When TBS comes back and says Euro Plovstich got a flagrant for a really weak move and that hurt Tennessee and it was a four-point swing, then, yeah, we have the right to be mad about that. And then when TBS says, oh, sorry, we showed the wrong replay and that this is what the flagrant was for, then, then okay, then TBS messed that up. But that was – a lot of people were, were mad about that. Uh, but then – you know, there were some weak calls there. I think flopping did get uh, yeah, I mean, the benefit they of the doubt. Shot, they shot 33%. No, again, I, I do not I mean, think Tennessee lost that game. And, and this is my good news because I raked it in with BetMGM last night because I knew and I had a great feeling that Tennessee would show up weak in this game. So much so that I hit my three bets. Shout out Grace Remington, who put out the first half under on our social media yesterday. That was the easiest cash of all time with like 49 combined points in the first half under. Then I had pregame bet FAU plus five and a half. And then at halftime, when Tennessee was up by five, I said, no, this isn't going well. And I put money on the FAU money line at plus 275 and all three won because you could see it easily. Tennessee was toast in the first half. FAU missed shots. And that was, that was the reason why they were up five. And so my good news is I got to emotionally fade, but also I just played that really smart because I, I knew what I was watching and Tennessee hit the end of their season. And that's all they had in the tank. They got to win over Duke. So that's something that's memorable and fun, but that's about it. Yeah. Hey, I, I had a good day on BetMGM too. I, I, I have a, I have a little par, a couple parlays that were hail mary parlays on the round of sixteen, Austin. That are, uh, I'm thinking about cashing out. That are still alive thanks to Gonzaga. Who, what a game that was. I mean, that was. Uh, I don't know if you stayed up for for the end of that one, but it was a ten to one run by UCLA in the final fifty seconds to take a one point lead, and then a three ball from the logo for Gonzaga that uh, put them ahead. But Alabama, Creighton, Miami, Texas today. That's what we're rooting for in the chat because that's about, I'm not going to say the odds. I'm not going to say the payout, but it would be very, very helpful. So is that your good news that you faded yourself on BetMGM? No, and my good news is that I, I knew the team that I follow and I made money and profited off of their yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, inefficiencies. Their good news is that what would have been a complete loss was not a complete loss because you were uh, astute enough to pick up on where things were were trending. My good news is uh, Wednesday, next week Wednesday, is softball. Softball opening day for uh, my men's beer league team coming uh, at you on Wednesday night next week. So that we play every Wednesday. I'm pumped up. Uh, Yeah, I'm ready to get going. So Wednesday 
I just got a, like a fresh case of softballs and a couple new bats. Uh, so got the team equipment ready to go. And I, I'm ready to uh, go win a championship in, in slow pitch softball. Very fun. Yeah, that does sound like fun. I, I, I like, I like it. I look forward to it every week. It's just a nice, nice little two hours or an hour and a half of, uh, of little competition. You can hit, hit a couple home runs, get out of there. It's yeah, a good time. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Well, have hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Buck Rising will be li- back live Sunday night for A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll be back live Monday morning. Before you head out and head to your weekend, make sure you give us that thumbs up. Give us that like on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. That helps out our algorithm. And we'll have a lot to talk about early in the week, next week. So enjoy your weekend. Be safe. We'll see you on Monday. Appreciate it as always.